We are on Yevamos, Kufches Omebez 108b, and uh, we are beginning the Gemara. Just a review of the Mishnah, just so that we have an, a brief introduction to the Gemara, so that we have everything clear in our heads before we begin this Gemara. So the Mishnah had a few cases, and essentially what we're going to be discussing in the Gemara is what happens when you have a situation that we've been dealing with the whole time, a katana, a minor, a girl who's a minor who gets married. This is a rabbinic marriage, either one that she enters into on her own or she agrees to, but it's done through her mother or her brother. Either way, she has the ability to back out. Either she could get divorced, if that's one way to end the marriage, which is done through the husband, or she could back out through Mian. She has the ability to just back out of the marriage by saying, I'm not interested in this marriage, until she reaches the age of 12. Uh, but what happens if we have the following case, where we have multiple marriages? Uh, so it's clear from the Mishnah, in the beginning of the Mishnah, that if it's he, she marries the same person twice uh, or three times, that if she does, if she got divorced the first time and then she does Mion the second time she marries him, so then it's like they were never married at all, even from the marriage that ended in divorce, where in general we recognize the marriage, but because she did Mion once, it's sort of doing Mion once alone uproots any prior marriage or, or understanding of them being married. We say, oh, if she's doing Mion, it means she's pulling out the card that really she doesn't, she's not supposed to be married. She's really uh, a kitana, a minor, and she's not supposed to be married. So then any marriage prior to that is not, is not recognized as a marriage. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, the, the end of the Mishnah discussed a similar case, but a, a different case where she's married multiple times, but not to the same person. And in that case, we don't say, oh, if she done me in once, so then it uproots any previous marriage. In that case, we say that if she's married to one person and it ended in divorce, that he divorced her, so then that's recognized as marriage. She marries somebody else and she does me on, so then it's not recognized as a marriage. But we don't say it uproots any other marriage that existed in the past. And the Gemara is going to ask that this seems to be a contradiction, even though you could explain that one is a case where She's married to the same person. The other is a case where she is married to two different people or three different people. The Gemara is going to ask, so what? Who cares? In the end of the day, if Mian is the concept that she's pulling out this card saying that, listen, I'm not supposed to be married now because I'm, I'm a katana, I'm a minor, so then it should apply to all previous marriages, whether or not it's the same person or to different people. And so maybe you could differentiate between the two. Maybe you can't. But that at least is, is the premise of the Gemara's question, as we're about to see. And we'll see that different opinions say that it's, it's really a parallel Really, it's not parallel. Uh, so let's see this inside in the Gemara. The Gemara says, Alma The beginning of the mission implies that if the Mian takes place in one marriage, it uproots any other previous marriage, even of the marriage which ends in divorce. And we basically say it's not halakhically recognized as a marriage. And all the applications that we saw in the Mishnah, they continue to apply, meaning uh, they're not married. They were never married. And so she can marry uh, the relatives, he can marry her relatives. Uh, she could get married to a Kohen uh, because she's not viewed as somebody who's divorced. All, all the relevant uh, ramifications. The Gemara says, but the, that goes again to the next part of the Mishnah, or Minu. We don't say that Mian of one, of, of one marriage will then uproot her marriage to somebody else, 
which ended in divorce. We don't say that. No, we don't recognize as a, that as a marriage. So it seems to be it seems to be a contradiction that in the beginning of the Mishnah, Mia uproots her pre- previous marriage, uh, which ended in divorce, and uh, in the end of the Mishnah, it seems to imply that Mia does not uproot a previous marriage which ended in divorce. Albeit, there's a difference uh, in that in the first case of the Mishnah, she's married to the same person twice. In the second case of the Mishnah, she's married to somebody else. But is that really a factor or not? So Amr Vidom Shmuel, Shmuel says, Tavar Mishi Shanazu, Lo Shanazu. Shmuel says it's not a factor. The same law should apply across the board. And uh, and therefore, we're going to have to explain that it's two different authors within this Mishnah. There's two different authors, and there's a, really a dispute here about whether or not Mion uproots uh, a previous marriage or not. However, Rava says, Amr Rava, Umay Kosha, what's the question? I could I could explain the difference between the two. Vidilla, Mion did Diday. Essentially, Rava introduces a, a new factor to consider within these cases. And he explains as follows. This is a totally new factor to consider. Even if you want to say that Mion really uproots all previous uh, marriages. Th- there's, because she's pulling out this card saying that she's not really supposed to be married. Because she's a katana. She's a, a minor. And so all previous marriages are uprooted. However, there's another factor to consider. A totally independent factor. Which is that... Uh, after uh, one marriage takes place uh, that she has, is there concern, because she's a minor, that maybe after she marries somebody else, so then is there a concern that the first husband is going to try to convince her to get out of that marriage uh, through Mion, because she has the ability to do Mion on her own. She could just say, you know what? I'm not interested in this marriage. I'm out. Maybe the first husband will convince this, the his, his ex-wife, essentially, this minor, to back out of the second marriage so that he could go back and marry her. Uh, now, in general, there's a principle that if, a, if there's a couple that's married, for ignoring Mion, the whole concept of Mion, and a minor, if they're both adults, if a person's married, they get divorced. She marries somebody else, she's not allowed to return back to her original husband. However, because we're discussing Mion here, uh, and Mion uproots the marriage entirely and says that it's like they were never married, so it is permissible for her to be married to one person, do Mion, uh, marry somebody else, and then return back to her original husband. Uh, and is there a concern that the original husband, or not even that the, the original husband will do this, but maybe no one's going to even marry her. Nobody will marry her because they know that she has the ability to just back out of the marriage by doing Mion, saying, listen, I don't want to get married to you anymore, I don't want to stay married, because she wants to return back to her first husband. Because that's such a, such a concern that she'll do this, maybe nobody would want to marry her because they're concerned that she'll just back out of the marriage at any point in time to return back to her original husband. So to that, Rava says there's a difference between the first case and the second case of the Mishnah, essentially as follows. It really depends. How did that first marriage end? In the first case of the Mishnah, that marriage ended through Mion. It was all just one husband. Since it ended through Mian, she backed out of that marriage on her own, willingly. So then there is no concern. There is no real concern that nobody's going to end up marrying her 
Because she, she willingly backed out of that marriage. What are the chances she's going to want to return back to her original husband? She doesn't want to go back to her original husband. And so therefore we'll say, it's like they're never married. And if she marries somebody else, so fine. If they get divorced, she's allowed to return back to her original husband. There's no such concern that she will end up going back to her original husband. If she does so, if she chooses to do so, if she's of the minority who really wants to do that, so fine, let her go ahead and do that. But we're not concerned that she's going to do that. However, if that first marriage ended in divorce and then she marries somebody else, well, in that case, there's a real concern. There's a real concern that, that people aren't going to want to marry her because maybe it wasn't her doing. She got divorced. It could have been against her will. She really wanted to stay in that marriage. And now the, the first husband is going to want to convince her to back out of her current marriage so that she comes back to him. Uh, and, and there is such a concern. Uh, but she could just do me and back out of, that mar- of her current marriage and return back to her original husband because she wanted to stay in that marriage. She's not the one who did Mion. And so therefore, that's really what the second case is referring to. We have multiple people, but that's not really the main point. The main point is not about being married to multiple people. The main point is that, <coughs> excuse me, she'll get married to uh, somebody and, and, and get divorced. She really wanted to stay within that marriage. She'll marry somebody else. And there's a concern that if, if she's married to somebody else, nobody's going to end up wanting to marry her because she could just do Mion and return back to her original husband. And so therefore, the mission is saying, no. We don't want that to happen, and so therefore we're going to make a rule and say we will still recognize that first marriage so that she cannot go back to her original husband. Well, so that people could see, know, know that, and then they'll end up marrying her because they're not going to be concerned. She's not going to back out to marry the original husband because she can't marry the original husband. They made a rule that you cannot marry that original husband. So again, just uh, it's a little complicated, but the, the distinction that Rav is making is Will, are we concerned that she's going to back out of the second marriage to return back to her first husband? The answer is it depends. If the first marriage ended in divorce, then maybe there's such a concern. And so therefore, we're going to make a rule and say you cannot go back to that original marriage. Even though really, fundamentally, it's not recognized as a marriage. And maybe fundamentally, uh, conceptually, she could return back to her husband. But we're going to make a rule, an outside factor, and say you can't go back to your original husband. Uh, and we'll recognize it as, as, as a marriage because we want somebody to marry you and nobody's going to marry you if they know that you could always back out. However, if that first marriage ended in Mion, she was the one who backed out of that marriage. There is no such concern. She'll marry somebody else. There's no such concern that she'll actually go back to that original husband. And so therefore, uh, we will retroactively not recognize it as a marriage. We don't have such a concern that she'll want to back out of the second marriage to return back to her original husband. Okay. Then the Gemara says, you know what? Fine. There's no contradiction, according to Rava, between the first part and the second part. But we do have the following contradiction. There's a different contradiction. And that has to do with between if she marries two different people. I can ask you a question if it's between marrying two different people. Because it says in the beginning, in the first part of the Mishnah, It says that if she... Um, uh, if she uh, does Mion, right? She first does Mion, and then she marries the same person, and that person then the second time around divorces her. And then after they get divorced, she uh, becomes a widow or gets divorced from another person. She cannot go back to her first husband, who, which in the last moment, the last marriage that ended in divorce. The implication is, says the Gemara, time of Dinis Armelon, Eskarsha, Hamiyana, Mutaraz, Sounds like it's only if the second marriage ended in divorce. 
If the second marriage ended in Mion, the implication is that the Mion uproots all previous marriages, even to somebody else, and now she's allowed to return back to her original husband. Because the Mion uprooted every other marriage. It's like she was never married to anybody, so she could go back to her original husband. That seems to show that Mion, even if it's to somebody else, you're married to somebody else, she does Mion, pulls out the card saying, I shouldn't be married here. I reject this marriage. I'm a katana. I'm a minor. All previous marriages are null and void. That works. And she can return back to her original husband, even though that ended in divorce. That seems to go against the Seifa, the end of the Mishnah. So we see that uh, that in the end of the Mishnah, which is what we just described a few minutes ago, it says clearly that if she does uh, Mion, uh, that Mion does not uproot all previous marriages. She's not allowed to return back to previous marriages and did in divorce. So the beginning of the Mishnah says, if she does Mion, at least it's an inference, if she does Mion to the second husband, she's allowed to return back to her first husband, which ended in divorce. It ended in divorce. In the second part of the mission, it says the exact opposite. If you do mean to the second husband, you're not allowed to go back to your first husband if it ended in divorce. It seems to be a pretty strong question. The Gemara here too has two answers. Rabbi Lazar says the same answer that was given before. We have two different authors in this Mishnah. In general, we don't say that, but here we say there's two different authors in this Mishnah, and this is the first part of the Mishnah, and the second part of the Mishnah, and they really argue about this point. Could Mion, uh, from, coming from uh, from the second husband, could it uproot the marriage of the first, such that she could then go ahead and return back to her first husband? In general, you can't, uh, because you can't, uh, if she marries somebody else, in the meantime, you can't return back to your first husband. Maybe in this case, you could. That's a dispute between the first part of the Mishnah and the second part of the Mishnah. However, Ula argues, Ula Amar, Kagon, uh, Rabbi Lazar says that, sorry, Ula says that the case, in general, it is allowed. In general, it is allowed. You're, if she does Mion, the Mion uproots even marriages that she had with somebody else, she can return back to her original husband. However, the case where we say where it's not allowed is a very unique case where she was married, and, and uh, as, this is all as a minor, married and divorced three times. If she gets married and divorced three times, it happened so many times, it looks, <laughs> under the age of 12, it looks like she's already an adult. She, it looks like she's an adult already. Going through this whole experience happening three times, it looks like she's an adult. Since it looks like she's an adult, so therefore we will say that people will get confused and think that she's an adult. If she's an adult, she certainly cannot go back to her original husband. Again, that's the general rule. When a couple's married, when they're all adults, and then they get divorced. She marries somebody else. The wife marries somebody else. She cannot return back to her original husband. So so too over here. She cannot return back to her original husband because fundamentally she couldn't return back to her, her original husband. Mion uproots the marriage, the previous marriages. But here, where she's been married three times, divorced three times, all under the age of 12, it looks like she's had a lot of life experience. looks like she's an adult. And so therefore people get confused and think that you're allowed to return back to your original husband. So we say you're not allowed to. Even though... Really, you should be allowed to, but we say because of this factor, you are in fact not allowed to. So now the Gemara has the following story. Interesting story here. <coughs> we'll get to the story, but the Gemara wants to know, Mantana, who are the different opinions here that say that, going back to uh, Ula, it's really, sorry, Rabbi Lazar, going back to Rabbi Lazar, who says that the Mishnah is really a, a dispute. There's different opinions within the Mishnah 
does a mion for that she does to one person, does that uproot the marriage of uh, the previous marriage that she had with somebody else? Does that or does not not work? This ends up being a dispute. Who did a dispute between? So Amr Vidim Rav. Rav is one opinion, and we'll see as follows. It's based on the following story. My dirsiv, what's the explanation of the verse? It's a bit of a tangent here. That we pay for water, meaning that we're going to, there's certain circumstances where we'll pay to study Torah. We'll, we will risk a significant amount for the study of Torah. And this is a very important point, that uh, the Torah is, without Torah, it's like we're fish without water. That we cannot exist without Torah. We need Torah and without it, we are willing to risk our lives because uh, without Torah, we don't have a spiritual life. We don't have life. Life is meaningless. And so therefore, we will, we will even risk our lives. We will go out of our way to study Torah. We will uh, pay. Uh, this is the context here that we'll pay to, to talk to people, uh, even though it's very dangerous. Says the Gemara, There's a specific story where during times of danger, they wanted to know this halacha, which is also very important. You would think that of all questions to ask, you have all these questions to ask throughout the Torah. Uh, the one question that you're going to ask, we'll see that they ask Rabbi Akiva while he's in prison. Rabbi Akiva went to prison because he was teaching Torah, and they have to find a way to, to get to him. Uh, but the one question they're going to ask is, oh, what happens in this case where you have a katana, you have a minor who's married to one person, they get divorced, then she marries somebody else, she does mian, does the mian uproot all of her marriages or not? You would think it's a bit... Of a, of a minor question, no pun intended, uh, to, to deal with. But no, all of halacha, all of the Torah is so important to understand God's wisdom that they'll even ask and go out of their way to ask Rabbi Kiva this question. So they ask this question, If she gets divorced to the first and then does me into the second, is she allowed to return to the first? Do we view it as though all the marriages were uprooted? So they, they hire somebody essentially to go. And they ask Rabbi Kiva, "Vashalos Rabbi Kiva, Beis Asurim v'Asar, Rabbi Yehuda ben Maser ben Etzim v'Asar." They ask Rabbi Kiva, who's in jail, and he says, "Rabbi Kiva says it's Asar. Rabbi Kiva says it's not allowed. You're not allowed to do it. She cannot return back to her first husband." So Rav says that we see they're not allowed to return back to your first husband. That's one opinion. However, Amar Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yosi, Lo Zu Hutzrachnu Lesser Kare Sitarte Lesser Lavlo Kol Shigin. the son of Rabbi Yosi, says, "No, what are you talking about?" For sure, she can return back to her original husband. Once she does mian, we allow her to marry somebody else. We don't say she's married. We allow her to marry somebody else. It uproots the marriage completely. So we allow her to marry somebody else. So then certainly we'll allow her, which is, which is a more severe punishment, so then certainly we'll allow her to marry, uh, to go back to her original husband. And he says the whole story was a different story. So, but the, just the point we're mentioning this for is to show how this is a dispute between Rav and Yishmael Berbiosi. Uh, but they really, the, what was the story about? They had the following question, Shalu, The question is essentially as follows. Again, again this is a bit of a complicated case, uh, but essentially, there is a woman who marries um, her her um, she was first, again, this is dealing with it where she's a katana, she's a minor. She was married to one person and then 
they got divorced. Um, and this was, then she marries, again, as a katana, as a minor, she marries her sister-in-law, her, her ex-husband's uh, uh, sister's uh, son's <laughs> uh, uh, half-brother on the father's side. The point of all this is to say she's married to this person now. This person now dies. Her husband now dies. She's a minor. Now she falls to Yibam to her husband's brother. However, her husband's brother is also her nephew through marriage from a previous marriage. Um, now this nephew is it's rabbinically prohibited to uh, to marry her. So th- this will mean that she would have to do chalitza because it's her nephew. Uh, so there's a rabbinic prohibition to, to marry her. Uh, and that, but that was her first marriage. So the Gemara wants to know, well, Yibam is a big mitzvah. It's better to do Yibam. Yibam is a big mitzvah. So maybe, should we say as follows, because it's a mitzvah, in the context of mitzvah, maybe she could go ahead and do Mian right now. Right now she's not married to anybody. But let her do Mian right now uh, because her husband just died. Let her do Mian right now with regards to her first marriage. For her first marriage, she should go ahead and do Mian. Uproot that marriage. If she uproots that marriage, it's like she was, it's not the nephew. It's like the one that the Yavim right now is not the nephew of the first marriage. And she can now do Yibam to him. Does she have that ability to do Mian or not? That's the question. So the Gemara says, So that was the story where they go to Rabbi Kiva. They hire somebody to go to Rabbi Kiva. They say it's forbidden. It's forbidden. Essentially, it's forbidden. Rashi explains because even if she does Mia, and the point is she's doing Mia and after the de- after uh, the the marriage of the first uh, uh, of the first marriage, uh, it was already afterwards. It really, already, it looks strange. It really, it looks like she's uh, the aunt and the nephew. And so therefore, there will be a rabbinic prohibition to say that they cannot do Yibam. A few more lines until the Mishnah. Just to review, Rav was of the opinion that, again, she's a minor. She's married to one person, they get divorced. She marries to somebody else, she does Mion. Rav is of the opinion that because the first marriage ended in divorce, even though Mion uproots the entire marriage and also the previous marriage, but we, we will not allow her to marry the first husband because uh, we, we're we concerned that maybe she's doing Mion to get back to the first husband. So in order to remove that concern, we'll say she can never marry, go back to her first husband. So in this version, it says that Rav agrees that even though she can't get married to the first husband, she can marry the first husband's brother. It's not like we recognize the marriage entire, entirely to say that she's forbidden to marry the relatives. No, it's not even recognized as a marriage, the first marriage. It's just that uh, she's not allowed to return back to her first husband. But it is rec- it's not, it's no longer recognized as marriage, and she can marry the brother. Uh, Pshita, the Gemara says it's obvious. Then we say no. Isn't it obvious she could marry the brother? What, what would be the problem? We're concerned that if she marries the brother, people will think that it's not recognized as a marriage. It's not recognized as a marriage. Maybe she can ma- marry the original husband. If she's marrying the original husband's brother, then people will think in a different scenario, she's allowed to marry uh, the, the, the actual husband. And then the other version is No, really, it's forbidden for her to marry the brother. It's not recognized as a marriage. Sorry, it is recognized as a marriage in its entirety. And so therefore, she's for, or, or at least with regards to marrying relatives, she's not allowed to marry 
a relative of the first husband, just like she's not allowed to marry the husband himself, because it's recognized as a marriage, and so therefore she's not allowed to return back to her original husband, uh, and she cannot marry the brother either. And The reason is, is because we're concerned that people will think that if she's allowed to marry the brother, means that it's not recognized as marriage. It, and maybe she'll come and marry, in another case, maybe she'll marry the original husband. And so therefore we'll say, you know what, you're not allowed to marry the brother either. Okay, it's a bit of a difficult to keep in mind all the different relationships here. Uh, but that concludes, it sounds like we're going back to Yavamos, but uh, really moving forward, we won't have uh, a few more pages in Yavam about dealing with Yibam, but not so much, uh, as we'll, the Gemara will continue to discuss Mion and other uh, interesting topics.